Wrestling fans, listen up. This is Effie from, you know, wrestling and the internet. It's CBV, Chris Van Vliet. It's Aubrey Edwards, referee at All Elite Wrestling. This is Old Master, the Southern Psycho, king of the trailer court. I poke God. It's the God of shit, Nick fucking Gage. Swoggle here, and this is the episode we've been waiting for. You're tuned in to Action Figure Weekly with Dylan Housen and Jerry Dan. So check out the podcast, AFW Podcast. Hello, figure fans, and welcome back to a very special edition of Action Figure Weekly this week, as we're going to dive back into something that we did a long time ago, and we are going to do an FWF review, kind of. So, kind of. Kind of, yes. So, uh, for those of us who maybe are new to the pod or uh, joined after this part of it, we started off being a FWF, which FWF is the weekly figure fed podcast that uh, major major wrestling figure podcast used to do. And we were inspired by that, and we started our own. Uh, it was myself, Daredevil, Dave Dahl, and Dylan. And we ran that for quite a while, and then life kind of got in the way, and uh, the podcast kind of hit a, a curve, and then Dylan and I spun it off into our Action Figure Weekly podcast, where uh, we just kind of go on and talk about, you know, act, figure and stuff weekly. You know what, I'm so excited to get into this. <laughs> forgot to introduce myself. Uh, I am Jerry Damage Cook. Your host, and joining me as always, is the award-winning Deathmatch Brewmaster, Dylan Housen. Dylan, now that I've kind of kind of introduced what we're doing here, this a little bit of what we're doing this week. Um, so, uh, throughout that, though, that was after FWF Season 1. FWF Season 2 came along, right? and that was the monthly pay-per-views uh, between Matt and Mark. And we would do reviews on all those. We did that uh, reviews on each every every one of them. Uh, Zane Man kind of you know we would talk with him some and stuff on that too. Not on the podcast, but I would chat with him you know uh, through DMs and stuff on that, and kind of you know use him as a you know interesting to see what he thought on some stuff too. Because sometimes we were all in agreement, and sometimes you know he had his own views and we had our own as well. Which is um, the uh, the beauty of, of wrestling fandom, man. Like, you, you see a pay-per-view, and there's a thousand different, you know. And uh, we know from experience, you know, that these weekly episodic uh, figure federations, it's not like you're just, it's not like when you're, you know, eight or nine, and you're sitting in your bedroom with a ring and maybe a notepad writing out, you know, who's winning and stuff like that, and you know, booking from one card to the next. And, you know, it's a, a lot more detailed when you're a- actually kind of booking television every single week. Uh, just a whole lot more goes into it. And it's a big time commitment. And so even though I was a huge FWF man, huge FWF man, um, I have right here in my notebook, I was flipping through it earlier, kind of reminiscing. I not only have the draft 8 by 10 signed by Matt and Brian, I have from the original Ruthless Aggression Fig Fed. I've got stuff from that from Matt. 
from Brian, like, you know, the uh, stuff, the notes that they would write out and then use it to perform. I've got stuff from FWF 1. Uh, I've got stuff from FWF 2. I think I've got something in here somewhere. Um, you know, I've got tons of stuff that Matt had used in fig photography for it. I mean, I'm, I've got an FWF ring uh, prototype, <laughs> you know, that they use to design the stickers with and stuff. Um, I've got an FWF ring signed by Matt and Brian. Um, you know, so I am a huge super fan of it and would love for it to come back. But at the same point, uh, as Matt has so eloquently put it, some days he doesn't have time to shit. Uh, <laughs> so, so let alone book a 30 minute, you know, uh, episodic, you know, television series and stuff. And, uh, so it is a big time commitment. Um, and I, you know, cannot fault them for not being able to do that on a weekly basis anymore, but uh, they were looking for ideas for bonus content, and it came along to do an FWF draft. Uh, some things to note now. The original one was the Ruthless Aggression figures, and then it was switched to uh, Bone Crunchers, Toy Biz, and ECW, uh, original San Francisco Toy Makers figures. That was for FWF 1 and 2, and then this, for what I'm calling FWF 3, this is going to use retro styles. That is all Hasbro's, all Zombie Sailor, all Mattel retro figures, all Cella figures, and any in that style that could come along down the line. So you're talking, oh, okay, let's go through the name of them. Let's go KWK, Kayfabe Heroes, uh, Grapplers and Gimmicks from Hassel Toys, Rush Collectibles. Uh, what's the one that does like Chelsea? Is putting out her epic toys, I think is what they call themselves now. I think so. It used to be Chella and then used to be something wrestling trader, and now it's this, I think. So, um, but all these style figures are going to be legal in this incarnation. Now, how long this will go, I don't know. We have the draft, we got the results right here. We're going to review those rosters this week. Um, and then I think they this week on the pod they mentioned that they might be doing one card at least. Um, I would like to see a couple cards, kind of like they did with the original Ruthless Aggression, where uh, you string together, you know, one or you know, two or three cards, and then you kind of end it with a a huge, like a you know, big four kind of pay per view. I think they did SummerSlam for that one. So, you know, uh, who knows where it'll end up? But until then, uh, I'm excited just to kind of have this to kind of go back over, and even if we get no pay per views, we at least have you know, tons of stuff that we could theorize. Uh, as to what people will be able to do. So, so that being said, another main difference is that this is no longer two brands. We are now expanding to three. So we have Matt doing Turmoil. We've got Brian doing Thrill Zone, taking back over the reins from uh, Mark and the Max Smashmaster. And then Smart Mark now has his own brand, Thunderslam. Thunderslam. Keeping up with the T's. We have Turmoil, Thrill Zone, and Thunderslam. So, let's kick off. <clears throat> We're going to start with Thunderslam first. We'll, we'll go in order of uh, the draft order, actually. I think that kind of works out well for what we wanted to talk about. So, we're going to go Thunderslam first, and we'll do Turmoil and Thrill Zone. And what we'll do is we'll read off the roster, um, kind of go over some stuff that we've noticed here. You know, potential ideas that they could run through. Um, so, first, we'll go off with Thunderslam. 
the number one overall pick, Hulk Hogan. You know, you can't go wrong picking Hulk, number one. You know, he is uh, iconic. I mean, you can do red, white, and blue at first. And then, or, you know, not red, white, and blue. You know what I'm saying? Like All-American Hulk Hogan. Uh, red and yellow. And then, you know, here shortly, I say shortly, sometime soon, if he goes on long enough, you could transition to NWO Hollywood Hogan uh, when that retro, um, Mattel retro figure comes out. So, so we start off with Hulk Hogan, and then we go Brian Myers and Matt Cardona. The impact, the major players, not impact players, major players. Uh, Diesel slash Kevin Nash, Texas Tornado, Bray Wyatt, Undertaker, Demolition Axe, Demolition Smash, Ric Flair, Kofi Kingston, Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, Sergeant Slaughter, 123 Kid, Xavier Woods, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Mankind, Mr. T, and Crush. So, first off the bat, we have main eventers galore. You got Hogan, you got Taker, you got Ric Flair. Uh, you have a number of guys who could also jump up into that category. You know, Diesel could be up there. Uh, Bray Wyatt could easily get programmed into something against some of these guys. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter could pop up there into main event status. Mankind. Uh, Crush could go any number of ways. He, you have... Uh, Kona Crush, Evil Crush, or you could do Demolition Crush. So there are a number of ways that he could book Crush uh, in this one. So he's got a, a very versatile pick there. Uh, and then tag teams galore. By far the best tag team division out of all three brands, I think, has to go to Thunderslam. Where you have Demolition, Axe, and Smash. you got Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. you got Matt and Jeff Hardy. Uh, you've got, you know... Diesel and the one, two, three kid could work, or you know, Kevin Nash and X Pac could work however you want to do that. Um, what else? I, I mean, Mr. T and Hulk Hogan could be a tag team, Mankind and The Undertaker, uh, Mankind versus The Undertaker, you could do. Uh, mean Dollar Man could work on, you know, have a corporation kind of stable again. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one who you would kind of worry about working in this kind of style because. Uh, you know, with FWF, it's all about interviews and entertainment value. So you worry about Texas Tornado because he could perform in the ring, uh, but you're not actually seeing the matches. It's all about how you can relay that to the crowd. Right. So, um, Million Dollar Man would be a perfect fit for that. He could be a mouthpiece for Kerry, uh, Kerry Von Eric, you know, the Texas Tornado. And... A Texas Tornado can then go in and back it up in the ring. So, I mean, you know, that's a an idea. Um, you know, major players aren't even, yeah, major players didn't even say they wanted it for the tag teams as well. So, a lot of different ways that Mark could go. Um, you know, you always have the mega main event of Hogan versus Ric Flair. <laughs> I mean, yes, we've seen it before, but yes, that will still put butts in the seats 100% of the time. Uh, Definitely. And might be the biggest match out of all three brands that you could do if you're just doing a one-card scenario, especially. I mean, you put those two together and just boom. I mean, that would be money. So what are your what are your overall thoughts here? So I'm kind of interested to see, uh, like we talked about, the, the tag division is next level with Thunderslam. 
I wouldn't mind seeing a little faction warfare. You know, I'm a big New Japan mark. Would not mind seeing maybe some of these tag teams working together. Kind of how you like New Japan forever. You have your you Chaos, Bullet Club, Suzuki Goon. And you've got storylines that are kind of throughout. You'll have some guys that are in this faction feuding with some guys in this faction and kind of spaced around. I could see Mark doing stuff like that. I could also see some of these guys just, you know, having singles feuds. Like, you know, Matt and Brian could very easily be broken up mm-hmm. and, you know, like still be together, but not a tag team. And he's, I mean, he's got, he's got a lot of talent on that roster. Um, you know, you said yeah. Flair and Hogan, you could do a lot with. Definitely think there's a lot that he can work with here. I am, you know, interested to see where uh, Mark takes that one. Uh, let's skip on over to Turmoil now. Matt had the second overall pick. Uh, his first pick, now he picked Macho Man Randy Savage. Interesting to note, this is the first time that he has had Macho Man, as he did not have him in FWF 1 or 2. So that was a uh, pretty solid pickup, and something that I kind of, <laughs> when he picked him, I was like, yeah, that kind of makes a lot of sense. It was definitely a pick that we all saw coming. Yeah. It, it, as soon as he was on the board and available, you knew it was going to happen. Um, and just for entertainment's sake, I was kind of hoping that someone had picked <laughs> had stolen Macho Man, just because I know that Matt would have, uh, the reaction would have been priceless. Matt's, uh, uh, but Matt's draft ex- freakouts are next level. Is. But I'm also excited to see what he does with him when he gets him in. Oh, definitely. Only on a roster. Uh, then he picked up Brock Lesnar, Sabu, Scott Hall slash Razor Ramon. Uh, right now it's Razor, but when the NWO pack comes out, he could use Scott Hall. Although I don't really know if he'd want to do that because um, he doesn't really have any other NWO members on here and stuff, so it wouldn't really make any sense. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Big E, Sting, Rick Rude, Scott Steiner, Owen Hart, Yokozuna, Triple H, Big Boss Man, Kane, Dusty Rhodes, Goldust, Jim Neidhart, Papa Shango, Tugboat, and Doink. So, he's got uh, some main event talent here. You know, you got Macho Man, you've got Brock Lesnar, you got Stone Cold, Sting, uh, Yokozuna, Kane, Dusty Rhodes. Uh, you got a lot of some pretty good tag teams here as well. Uh, you know, we've got Dusty Rhodes and Goldust would be a good one. Uh, Jim Neidhart and Owen Hart could team together. Uh, he's going to have to make some tag teams here, though, because there's not a lot. It's not like on Thunderslam where you just look and you're like, oh, there's the Hardy Boys. Right. You know, so there will be some tag teams here that could go together. Uh, he's got Scott Steiner, but he doesn't have Rick Steiner. Um, you know, but obviously anybody who listened to FWF1 <laughs> knows that uh, Scott Steiner is there for his promo skills. Oh, 100%. So, 100%. Um, so you've got that. We've got Papa Shango, who could team with Kane. I can see that kind of working out together. Uh, you have Sabu, who can work some good stuff. Uh, you know, and he's got lots of also kind of entertainment guys in Tugboat, uh, Doink, <clears throat> excuse me, and, you know, Big Boss Man. I mean, there's lots of stuff that he can do here that's going to be entertaining and but you also uh, have the, uh, you have Big E who could kind of go between being like your your he could be a top guy he could be a comedy guy that's a very versatile pick there that was a good pick yeah I kind of wonder if let me see when did that come in 
Uh, he did pick up Big E first out of all the New Day. Mm-hmm. But then he did not follow it up with Kofi or Xavier. So I wondered if maybe like when he was drafting, that was his plan, was to pick up Big E and then go for Kofi or Xavier. I think there was um, some cock blockery. Uh, I know that NWO definitely, and I think New Day also, if I remember correctly. Yeah, because Mark picked... Let me see. Hold on. Okay, so Matt got Scott Hall, and then Mark picked up Diesel after. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know if you know who picked. I mean, obviously Matt picking up Scott Hall. Um, he did not have Razor in the other Fed member, and they have to be one or two. So that was also another note. So, um, it's not the most. There's a lot. I mean, there's op, there's a ton of talent on this roster. Don't get me wrong. And I'm more excited to see what he does with it than I am just by overwhelmed looking at it on paper. Because it's not the, out of some of the other rosters and stuff, I see more potential just on paper. But I know, you know, going from FWF 1 and 2, we know what Matt's capable of with booking. Right. He can take some of these guys. I mean, (laughs) Tugboat could be world champ, you know, and Matt could pull it off. Yeah, we we uh we we've talked about it in some of the other uh the the other FWF reviews where we've talked about like you know his runs in GCW. Matt has this uncanny ability to make some of the most wildly like it would seem overbooked, but everything fits and it works and it's entertaining. Like he is the god of the Gaga match. That's very uh, true. The lights so, go out. The lights go yeah. out. Lights go out, fifteen run-ins, and but not once are you going like, "Oh, Jesus, another one." It's like, okay, where's this going? So I, you know, I think he's got a knack for that kind of thing. So I mean, yeah. he could have a roster of jobbers and still make a believable champion. Yeah, so that's why. I'm, oh, and Triple H. Did I read off Triple H's name? I don't even know if I read him off. I, so. you know, I don't remember, I but I, still, um, solid pickup there, Triple H. You could go a lot of ways with so, him too. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's definitely a lot of potential here, especially knowing. You know, Matt's booking style and stuff. That's what I'm excited to see. So, yeah. And then we move on to Thrill Zone. Uh, Brian took John Cena, Ultimate Warrior, Shawn Michaels, Mr. Perfect, Dan Housen, Dean Ambrose, Randy Orton, Jake the Snake, Bret Hart, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Jeff Jarrett, The Rock, Honky Tonk Man, Greg Valentine, Bam Bam Bigelow, Chris Jericho, British Bulldog, Junkyard Dog, and earthquake. Um, <clears throat> probably the most talent out of all three rosters, right here on Thrills. I I think if if I were to you know if if it was hey take one of these three rosters and, and book a Fed, I would take this one in a heartbeat. This seems like a, a roster that I would have drafted myself. I, I think Brian killed it on this one. Uh, just the, the the value of talent. The potential storylines, uh, you've got just stacks of potential champions. It does. Um, he also had the steal of the draft with his 13th pick of The Rock. I think The Rock just kept slipping, and nobody realized he was still there until he picked him up, so that was definitely the steal of the draft. Um, he's got top guys. Let's look at that. John Cena, Ultimate Warrior, Shawn Michaels, Randy Orton, Bret Hart, Roman Reigns, The Rock, uh, you could use Chris Jericho for that. I mean, tons of the top guys here. Tag teams. Um, oh, he's got the shield. 
I was about to say, to pick up all three of those, which is which is a tag team or three potential world champions. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, he's got rhythm and blues. You know, Honky Tonk Man, Greg Valentine. That'll be fun. Uh, he's got tons of other guys that he can use here, like Jeff Jarrett. Will be fun. Uh, British Bulldog. I'm sure he, Brian could do a good impersonation there. Uh, Bam Bam could be fun. Lots of stuff he could do there with that. Jake the Snake. Uh, Brian could probably cut some hell of a good promos with Jake the Snake. So kind of looking forward to that one. And Danhausen. <laughs> really looking forward. Danhausen um, may be steal of the draft, let's be honest. It may be, just because for FWF-style Fig Fed, Danhausen being in there uh, is really just going to be something. Whoever, I, when he gets to those promos and stuff, that's what I'm going to be looking so much forward to. I mean, oh, yeah. And so, yeah. Um, Mr. Perfect will be fun to use. I mean, there's so much to look forward to here um, just on his roster alone. I mean, like I said, top guys galore, uh, but it is how you use it. Now, back on the Ruthless Aggression fake fed, which that was the first one, so everybody was still filling out that process a lot. Right. Um, But I would say we had a similar situation where, you know, Brian had way more talent on his roster, but Matt was able to do more with what he had. So... You know, now obviously, uh, you're coming into it. You know, several seasons seasoned at this point. Um, so everybody kind of has a feel for what they're doing and a feel for how this works now. And you know, I'm kind of interested to see what everybody does. Now, this is, I believe, they talked about it on this past podcast, uh, past weeks, and it said it would be like a you know one card for 15 minute. You know, present it however you will. Um, we'll see if that works <laughs> for everybody. Uh, I think it can work uh, because you only have twenty man twenty man rosters right now and stuff. So you know, but right. Um, but I'm I'm interested to see, man. It's, as soon as that pops up in my feed and I download it next time, I'm gonna be like, oh man, like, you know, it'll be a as soon as it drops. Listen for me. Uh, and I'm really excited to kind of see what everybody does and how everybody does it. I mean, I just on draft alone, uh, my winner's Brian. You know, he's got the best roster. I think on paper. Um, but you know, like we always say, it's, it's about how you use it, you know? So, because having the best roster and having all that talent right there, uh, doesn't mean anything if, you know, somehow Matt figures out how to make the big boss man, the most entertaining thing on the roster and gets him over. So, which could happen. I'm <laughs> do not yeah. discredit, do not discredit Matt. So, well, shit. One of my favorite parts of, uh, one of my favorite parts of FWF two was Rock Hard Steve Boston, That's and true. when when he, you know when when Mark made the the pick, it was it was just kind of like what really okay, but it wound up becoming one of the most entertaining parts of the whole thing to me. So who knows? Yeah. So with that, we are excited to see what happens here coming up, and wanted to get this review in of the draft and kind of go over that and give our thoughts. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed it and hopefully you check out FWF three, uh, when it's to be a Patreon exclusive next month. Uh, if that's what happens, hopefully it is. And hopefully you check it out and maybe we'll review that too. So we'll see. So as always signing off, uh, he is Dylan Housen. I'm Jerry damage cook saying, see you next time.